Help. The Beatles wrote about it, and we all need it. But what are we talking about when we talk about help? Today on Here For You, the Helping Our Women radio show, we'll be talking about help, what it means, why it's important, and why it can be so hard to ask for. And we'll be highlighting the fact that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm Gwen Guzzo, your host and the executive director of Helping Our Women, a nonprofit resource center for women living with a chronic or serious health condition on the Outer Cape. Joining me is Ella Anderson, House Social Worker and Client Services Manager, and WOMR's own Operations Manager, Matthew Dunn, a.k.a. Maddie Dredd. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So you listeners out there might be thinking, this is a curious combo. It is. (laughs) We're going to start our conversation with some reflections about help informed by each of your professional and personal experiences. So, Maddie, let's start with you. The Beatles released Help back in 1965, and it seems pretty timeless to me as I read the lyrics today before today's show. What do you want our listeners to know about this song? Well, first of all, I was not released in 1965. I came a little bit after that. So. Oh! <laughs> and, um, at any rate, I, I did look at the lyrics because I knew you were going to ask me this question. And it's uh, a curious song because it says, when I was younger, uh, I didn't need anybody's help in any way. Mm. Uh, and I think that's a dubious claim. I think, if anything, we need more help when we're younger. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, an interesting uh, reflection, I suppose, if we want to get philosophical about a Beatles song. We do. I hear you <laughs> study philosophy once upon a time. Yeah, it was a few decades ago. But, Fair enough. Um, uh, you know, I think the, the, the lyrics of the song sort of uh, um, allude to the fact that uh, somebody's a little bit more self-assured and may even actually use those words uh, in their later years and now able to ask for help when maybe they weren't able to ask for help when they were younger. And uh, it's certainly, uh, in my case anyway, true that, you know, I was a headstrong youngster and sort of carving my own path, thought I knew everything there was to know um, on some level. And, um, you know, we're uh, usually wrong about that. If you think you know everything, it's time to go back to the drawing board. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, the the lyrics of the song help are an interesting jumping off point for a conversation like this. Yeah, I, I it's been on my mind that it's the core of our name, helping our women. Why why not talk a little bit more, explore it with uh, some of the people that we have on the radio show. And I wanted to start by thinking about it from a workplace point of view. You know, um, I we had a staff meeting this morning, and I told them we'd be talking about this here today and just said, look, you know, we're a team, and we're always asking each other for help in some way. As the operations manager here at WMR, what are some reflections you want to share about what help means in our work context or in your professional life? Well, uh, you know, when when you're faced with a difficult situation or, or a difficult decision, it's always good to get other perspectives on that. And also, especially in the context of trying to be a leader of an organization and making decisions that are going to affect other people, you want to make sure that you get the input of the people who are going to be affected by that decision as well as others. And right. so that when... Uh, 
you know, challenges arise, you can point back to the process that you mm. use to arrive at a certain decision. And that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's going to agree with the decision. I would never expect that. But at least you can show your work, so to speak. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that it isn't that, that you know whatever decision got made or or however you dealt with a difficult situation it wasn't just the product of one way of looking at things that you know you're not just being autocratic or mm. or dictatorial in what you're doing you're getting the input of other people and so you work with in this in the WOMR organization we work with committees to make yeah. our most important strategic decisions and so we can uh, accept responsibility and and credit for what goes on in the organization as a team, as a group. And so it's not the burden doesn't just fall on one person for better or worse. It's not, you know, the uh, a sort of a, a single personality that's making all the decisions. Mm. And, and likewise, we can um, sort of share the the responsibility of making decisions that may not always be that popular. Well, there's definitely that in the context of of work, right, Uh, as far as different ways that teams have to move through, even if everyone's not fully aligned, you get good enough alignment and move forward, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Ella, how about you? What are some of your reflections about what help means in the context of work or your professional life? Um, I think, you know, being in the social work profession, it's all about helping others. I mean, that's part of what the job that's a, an enormous part of what the job is but i also think that another factor that comes into play is asking for professional help when you when you have to approach a complicated situation i mean it it would be we just talked about this um you know i'm graduating from my master in social work next week basically yeah Um, (laughs) but in one of my recent classes we talked about consultation and um how important it is to consult with other professionals when you're faced with like a really difficult situation um with a client and how in, in a lot of ways in a lot of senses it would be irresponsible and not ethical to make big decisions about a person that you're helping um person of that person's life without running it by a a team of people and seeking consultation and help from others so I think a big part of social work is of course helping the clients and helping the people that you're serving but also asking for help yourself and reaching out for consultation and and um and support before you make decisions because the decisions that you make in the field are going to affect people very directly um, with their own lives. So I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So you're graduating with the MSW here in May. Yes, yes. May 18th is my graduation. And what's the program? Where is it? It was Boston University Clinical Social Work. um, And I did the part-time program, so it took me three years, um, every Friday night and every Saturday morning. For three years. Uh, through four C's? Yeah, so or- they, they did a remote campus, Boston University, um, contracted through Cape Cod Community College so that uh, social workers on Cape Cod could do the program in person instead of online. That's great. So not only is social work as a career about helping, but still even as a professional, you're looking to work with others 
to get help so that you can do your job well. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's not about being a hero and making decisions and, and being like, oh, well, I figured it out, so nobody needs to give me any advice on this. I got it. It's like the, the responsible, ethical, and compassionate thing to do is to get feedback and advice from others before you make a decision. Um, and I think a lot of people might think, well, I'm going to show how good I am at my job by just making a choice myself and doing it and carrying it out. But that's actually not may, might not necessarily be the right thing to do. Yeah, and Maddie, I see you nodding your head. It builds yeah. on what you were just saying. Oh, well, there's a couple of points in there that uh, uh, I sort of focused on. One is that you know there are situations in which you ask for help and other situations in which you can provide help mm. and it's sort of an asymmetrical situation um and i like uh the idea that you're actually made stronger in certain circumstances by asking for help you know none of us can do everything and uh you know, when when in as a manager of an organization, there are times I think, oh, I'll just do that. I can do mm -hmm. it better than, you know, whatever, some other person that I might ask to do the job. And while that may be true in any individual case, if you do that time after time after time, then you find yourself siloed. You, you, yeah. you don't have a network of people that you can rely on mm -hmm. um, and and you, you're going to be stronger in the long run, certainly as an organization, but I think also individually for, um, you know, teaching other people how to do some of the things that need to be done and, and asking for people to step up and, and help do the work that needs to be done. And, and at first, you know, when you're training somebody to do something they haven't done before, yeah, it, yeah. that job may be done better by somebody who's got experience doing it. But again, as a long-term strategic thing, then you're much better off teaching other people how to do the work so that in the end, you have more people with more skills that can yeah. do stuff. And then also as a, an organization, you know, we always are looking for, you know, partnerships, right, as mm -hmm. a key mm -hmm. uh, talking point for anyone in the nonprofit sector. And um, you want to uh, figure out how to strengthen those relationships on an organizational level. And my strategy on that has always been to offer my resources to somebody else yeah. so that it's not like, oh, you know, how can I take advantage of your constituency? How can I reach right. the helping our women people so yeah. that they know what the radio station is up to? It's not like that. You're not going to get very far doing that or thinking that way in an exploitative sort of way, right. in a transactional way mm -hmm. about what's in it for me when we get together. Mm -hmm. But if I just say, hey, I've got airtime, I can help you get the yeah. message out about what you're doing, then that is a much more positive interaction for everybody because now I have something to offer you Absolutely. that makes you happier about engaging with what we're going on. And then I may not even know what resources you have right. that might help me out. But if I start by helping you, yeah. then it's going to come back to me in the long run. And so I found that to be a really 
uh, productive strategy for just, you know, when you, any organization, whether it's another arts organization or anybody, right. it's like, hey, how can I help you do your work? Mm-hmm. And that's going to end up helping me in the long run as well. I think so, too. And I just think even the energy I feel and he- hearing your voice as you're saying that is the word that comes to mind is synergy, that you just create these synergies. And and that's an example of between organizations. But if we're talking even one on one training somebody on this software, uh, design software, so that you you get deep in your bench and you got more people who can be providing useful feedback in a conversation about it if, uh, if, if you've taken the time to not just do it yourself. I'm going to take a break here and say, if you're just joining us, I'm Gwen Guzzo from Helping Our Women with Ella Anderson, our social worker and client service manager, and Matthew Dunn, WMR's operation manager, talking about help, what it means, and why it matters. So we've been talking about help and your reflections on it in the workplace setting. What about help in your personal lives? I'm hoping you're willing to share a reflection about asking for help or receiving help in your own life, and maybe provide your point of view about why it might be hard to ask for help or share what made it easy. Who wants to jump in here? Um, I can jump in. I think, um, well, I see it a lot with the folks that we serve at how that people say it's hard to ask for help all the time. Um, and, and how about for you? For me? Um, so I just, it, I think it resonates with me mm. um, because, yeah, I do feel like sometimes it's hard to ask for help because I, I want to... Um, I want to know what I'm doing. I want to. I want to be able to show that I'm. I know, like, <laughs> how to do my job well. Mm-hmm. And I do. I. I. I usually am very capable. Don't have issues. And when I do, I reach out and ask for help. But yeah, there are moments when it's uncomfortable. And I think especially being like a very, like a younger professional in the field, Mm -hmm. I think that um, there's definitely like a lot of pressure that self-imposed pressure on myself to kind of, quote unquote, prove myself and not and be like, well, yeah, sure, maybe, you know, I'm. I'm young, but I do know what I'm doing, things like that. So, Well, you're speaking yeah. – thanks for sharing that, Ella. To me, you're speaking really to that tension between, um, yeah, you, you want to present and appear as a competent professional, mm-hmm. and how do you do that and also hold the vulnerability that comes with asking for or needing help. And and it's a, it's a balancing act is what I'm, you yeah. know, hearing. And then, like you're saying, too, at different points in your career, you might be a younger professional, but we might have somebody, um, or if I was talking to somebody who just transferred after 30 years in one industry and now they're moving into another industry, they're in a many ways starting over and might have that same tension. So, so I appreciate yeah. you raising that. How about you, Maddie? For you personally, um, what's a reflection about asking for help or receiving help in your own life? I'm terrible at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Yep. You know, um, I, I'm a guy. And, okay. You know, mm. so not that comfortable talking about, you know, personal relationships and uh-huh. things like that. But I, I have managed to maintain relationships over the go. years. So it hasn't been a total train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're laughing. And yet there's so much, you know, you're, and there's the truth in what you're saying is that it isn't easy to do is what I hear you say. No, saying. absolutely not. Yeah. No. And, and it's vulnerability, right? Yeah. It, you're, you're sort of admitting 
that things aren't going that well yeah. in some way or form or fashion, and that can be threatening. Yeah, you, you know, you just you want to feel like you're in control and you know what you're doing and everything's going great, and you put on a happy face. Right, and, right. Um, yeah. So what works? What works when you think about well, when I have like it, what helps you feel comfortable? Okay, this isn't easy to do, but I need to ask for some help. What's worked for you? Something that that somebody said to me once because I had a conversation actually about this once with um, a a classmate uh, in grad school, and she had said, "Well, actually, you know, asking for help shows to whoever you're asking for that you care deeply about doing the job well." Yeah, that's and, nice. And that you are working hard. Yeah, so um, asking for help can show that you care deeply about when, whether it's your job or in your personal life, too, mm-hmm. and that you care deeply about what's going on here. How about you, Maddie? What what works for you, when given that it's not easy to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I have Fair no enough. advice about that. What works? You're, you're asking the wrong guy. Um, you know, uh, it, it tends to get to crisis points, basically. Yeah. You yeah. know, so when the when the the tension builds and and things are quite clearly not going well, uh, then you're sort of forced to deal with things. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and I guess then to um, try and not put you so much on the spot or to say, so what what are factors in the environment? Obviously, then when it comes time to ask for help, it's about, a, at least when I think about it for myself, um, yeah, I'm not going to go there's certain people, qualities of a person, someone who I know is a good listener, someone who I've been able to tell something before and they haven't gone, you what? Right away, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> I, I look to that. Are there other things that you think about? If I were to ask for help, I really would like this from a person or, or to do it in a quiet setting or, mm-hmm. yeah. Any any thoughts on that? And, and I'm just, you can say, no, you've tapped me out here. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I... I as I said, you're talking to somebody who I think is pretty patently bad at asking for help in my personal life. So uh, I am uh, sort of a stoic and soldier on and, mm-hmm. you know, do all of those things that yeah. like, whatever, if I just grit my teeth long enough, things will get better. Whatever. Right. And um, then if they don't, like you said, you get to that crisis mode where you do reach out or ask. Yeah. For me, it helps to plan it in advance like to know that i'm gonna okay tomorrow like i'm on my way home and i'm like all right tomorrow i'm gonna have to ask for help about this thing so like planning it and maybe sending a a text to the person that i'm thinking i'm gonna ask for help about hey can we can we have a conversation tomorrow because i need your thoughts on something i need to i need to ask for your help about something and then knowing that it's going to happen yeah that helps me a lot that does to just ha- so you to kind of think about it or anticipate it and maybe do some sort of simple outreach that doesn't put the whole thing out there, but just says, I want to check in with you or ask you about one thing. Yeah. And I, I don't want to freak the person out, too. So I'll usually clarify a little bit what mm-hmm. I'm asking for help about. Not like, hey, can I talk to you tomorrow? Because that can be a little like people can read that text and be like about what yeah so i'll say you know i have a scenario about (laughs) this particular situation i'd love to run by you do you have time tomorrow um to have like a 20 minute that's the other thing like setting time like oh nice like a 20 minute chat tomorrow about this thing i really need help with cool so putting a time piece on it too for yourself as much as for the other person yeah yeah so setting it up a little bit yeah. And I like the idea about sort of rehearsing it, too, mm. is having your thoughts straight in your head. What exactly is the situation? What exactly are the action points? Whatever. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. W- w- what are the potential outcomes? You know, all of that. I'm, I'm very much a sort of a flow chart kind of a guy in that yeah. sense. So you like to have it sort of laid out? or Have a map. That. Yeah. Know, of yeah. W- what the possibilities are, which doesn't mean that you're n- never going to be surprised. Of course you are. But um, right. it, at least you can sort of anticipate to some extent how conversations might go. Well, I really want to say thank you both for helping me start this conversation about help and by sharing, by sharing the comforts and discomforts around help, whether it's at work or, or in your personal life. Um, again, this is Gwen Guzzo from Helping Our Women, and uh, we've been talking about help, what it means, and why it matters. And we're going to shift gears a little bit here to um, highlight the fact that Sometimes people are reaching out for help because of mental health issues. Um, Even though it's a beautiful week here on the Outer Cape in early May, um, and we've got a boost of uh, sunshine to boost our spirits, um, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And, uh, you know, anxiety and major depression are among the most common mental health conditions in America. Um, So people who have any kind of mental health condition um, can get more information at Mental Health America. Uh, .org. It's, yeah, mhanational.org. There's a lot of great information there and great tools. Also, there's great tools there for workplaces and for employers to learn about being um, an organization that at least uh, has an awareness about mental health in the workplace. Um, But I thought we'd shift gears here and take advantage of your expertise and reflections, Ella, as uh, our social worker. And you've been studying ways to support mental health and working with people at your internship at Bay Cove, as well as some of the women we serve. Why do you think it's important to have this Mental Health Awareness Month? Mm. I think there's um, there's still we've made leaps and bounds in terms of progress around mental health stigma, but there's still so much stigma around it. Um, and I think it's so important that Mental Health America is doing this workplace um, advocacy thing because we we talk about it a lot in terms of um, you know how we serve people with mental health concerns, but when it comes to you know, having been in this field since I got out of college, undergrad, I've noticed that it's still very taboo to talk about mental health. If hmm. anyone in the office is struggling with mental health, it's like it's not something that's talked about very much or handled very much. So um, I think it's really important because the fact is, you know, the statistics will tell you that that someone you know or someone you work with is likely um, going through something of that sort. So it's it's really important uh, to be having these conversations. And so how about that, about having conversations? Um, what's one thing that you would suggest to our listeners that people could do for a friend or a loved one or to support or or check in around mental health? What do you suggest if someone has a concern or, or, or simply just wants to support somebody that they know that is struggling with something? That's a good question. I think it depends on what they're struggling with because mm-hmm. um, the response would be different from person to person. But with the top two being depression and anxiety, focusing on that, mm-hmm. um, just checking in on, honestly, the biggest things would be um, social isolation. Yeah. You know, if the person is getting enough time with others and there's ways to phrase things that, that won't 
offend or upset somebody. So, um, you know, how are you doing? I'm just checking on you um, is a good way to check in with somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Saying something like, are you okay? You look exhausted or Mm -hmm. um, you commenting on somebody's appearance, um, something like that you look really stressed or something like that, that, that might, if I heard someone say that in the office, I might not think that that was the best way to check in with somebody. Um, but just sort of saying, how are you doing? I'm checking on you. Um, I know it's been a hard week for you. Something Mm -hmm. like that. I'm here if you need to talk. Yeah. Um, and keeping your eyes out for if they start to kind of distance themselves from others. Right. Um, keep more quiet than usual, um, things like that. And what about um, here on the Cape? I know you've been interning with Bay Cove. Um, Can you just let our listeners know about some of the emergency uh, mental health um, services that are available through Bay Cove here on the Cape? Yes. So so Bay Cove is a mobile crisis intervention team. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is having a mental health emergency of any kind, so feeling unsafe um, in any way, uh-huh. they can call and a clinician, a, a licensed clinician will come out and meet with them at home or in the community um, to do an evaluation and then make a plan for what's best for that person. And you can reach them at 833-229-2683 um, and they're 24-7. Uh, and they do come to the Outer Cape. They're based out of Hyannis, but they'll go anywhere from Falmouth to Provincetown, um, or born to Provincetown. And you can also call 988, which is the new oh, yeah. suicide hotline number. Um, and it's not just not for just suicide. For suicide. Yeah. yeah. Any sort of mental health emergency. Great. Thank you, Ella. Just wanted to make sure we highlighted that as we were talking about help, mental health awareness. Um, Maddie and Ella, before we wind up here today, I want to thank you both again for sharing your insights on help and contributing to our efforts to raise awareness here about Mental Health Awareness Month. Is there anything either of you would like to add to our conversation before we wind down? Just following up on mm-hmm. the, the mental health awareness and tying that into the, the idea about help is that it's okay to say that you don't have everything under control. Yeah. Right. We we all have good days and bad days. We Absolutely. all have our anxieties and our insecurities, and uh, you know, it's it's okay to put on a happy face and do the song and the dance. And I'm in the entertainment business. Certainly, mm. you know, everybody's got to go to work. If you're in the service business or whatever you do, you you know. But it's okay to think that uh, and to say out loud that. Uh, I don't feel that great today, or I'm yes. not. I'm not yes. sure I've got all the answers. Right, and and, and it doesn't. It, it happens at all levels for all different people, and obviously it develops into a crisis for some people, mm-hmm. and you have to call nine eight eight or something. Yeah. But it's normal to feel insecurity and anxiety. Exactly, yeah. and to your point, thank you so much for that. I think that's the thing to leave folks with: this mental health America, and even in the workplace, how you can make your workplace uh, more friendly in that regard is simply to have it be that you can say at a meeting you know what i have something personal going on i'm not doing so okay right now i'm gonna be here uh but if i'm seeing out of sorts i got something going on you don't need to share all the details but to just let others know i got a lot going on today um is one way that you can take care of your own mental health um whether it's at work or at home 
I do want to, as we come to a close here, uh, let you all know that Helping Our Women is going to be a beneficiary of a couple of events on Pride Weekend, the first weekend in June. Um, Check out P-Town Fashion Pride, uh, June 2nd from 5 to 7 p.m. They'll be holding a benefit for both Helping Our Women and the Soup Kitchen in Provincetown. Skip. Thank you to P-Town Fashion Pride and to the team at Boys and Babes that'll be doing a benefit for helping our women on Sunday, June 4th. You can find out more about that. Uh, it's that afternoon, uh, Sunday afternoon on Pride Weekend. So uh, looking forward to those events and the support of our community. I'm Gwen Guzo from Helping Our Women. Thanks for listening. <laughs>